Hello again. It's your friendly neighborhood host, J.T. Wheatley, back for another edition of the, uh, the History of Comics podcast. This time, with another edition of the classics with uh, Torso, the uh, 1998 to 1999 uh, miniseries by Brian Michael Venice and, and-, and Mark Andrenko, which is actually a retelling of the true story behind the uh, Cleveland Torso slayings, which took place in the 1930s, and was no less than Elliot Ness investigated a serial killer who left only the torsos of his victims behind, and Ness became uh, convinced it was a particular suspect, but he was too politically connected to go after. This is a great realistic series. There, Brian Michael Bennett actually credits for launching his career, as apparently Joe Casada saw his writing on that and offered him the job of, the, of Ultimate Spider-Man, which, of course, went on to become a giant success and launched his eventual career at Marvel, and, of course, in DC and so forth. But this is, it was much different with Ultimate Spider-Man. This is a very gritty, down-to-earth take on what uh, is very, it's very, like I said, it's based on a true story, and it's fairly accurate because it's about the Elliot Ness, the former Untouchable, who took down, who helped take down the Al Capone in the, in the Chicago Prohibition Wars, and this one he's the uh, Cleveland Safety Commissioner going at trying to uh, clean up the city there, but he's funding once again funding into uh, some uh, political enemies, including uh, the suspect he believes the serial killer who is um who is, uh, has some political connections of his own that keeps him from uh, being able to go after him. Plus, as I pointed out with the torso slayings, because it's just a torso of a body left over, there's no way to really track down who these who victims even are. It's a truly gruesome uh, story, and a realistic one doesn't take... As with both uh, Bendis and Draco's uh, writing, do a great job telling this gritty tale, but also Bendis, as an artist... Which uh, some people get surprised to see he usually works as a writer nowadays, but he's a pretty good artist too. Does he has a, his his storytelling is a little stiff, but it's a nice, but it really works for this more realistic tale. It's a nice gritty feel to it. It's a black and white tale too. So yeah, so you want to go back to Brian Michael Bendis and his earlier work, and also a little bit of Mark and Draco too, because he did co- co-write the story. Go look no further than Torso, because that is a true classic. changing up our presentation while keeping the candidness that you enjoy. We'll cover all your favorite shows and movies with maybe a few surprises along the way. And you, yes you, will have opportunities to be on our show on a regular basis. That's right, you've got the Zoom Pro account and we're going to use it. So be ready. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com and esonetwork.com and on all the socials at NerdBlissPod. NerdBliss, listen up. Now it is uh, June 1st, 2023, time for the favorite comic of the week. Clobbering Time, number three, by Steve Scorst, which once again uh, finds uh, Ben Grimm the thing uh, in another team-up. This time, he's just out, though, with his wife, Alicia, and uh, meeting his uh, Uncle Jake at Aunt Petunia, which I think might be the first time we've ever seen Aunt Petunia in a comic book. He talks about her all the time, but we finally meet her. Just trying to enjoy a nice family dinner. When a crazy time traveler shows up and forcing the team-up with Doctor Strange on another crazy adventure. This is uh, once again Scorch just having fun uh, with uh, Ben Grimm. He's really he's a great though, like almost a working class hero. He just wants to have a nice dinner with his family, and of course a gra- dragon comes to a portal, and he has to team up with Doctor Strange to deal with it. He's like, can can he just have a normal meal? And that's what makes uh, Ben Grimm just a fun appealing character. Is like, even though yeah he looks like a rock monster, he just wants he's just almost like a normal working class guy. It makes him a lot of fun. 
And uh, his match by Scorsese's art, which is wonderfully detailed, almost kind of creepy in the way he does, too. Like, the way he depicts Grim Grimm's body and the fact his rock skin is literally just skin, which is really creepy. It's like there's a point where you see it come off, and it's like, oh, that's, uh, that's kind of nasty. But it's also you know, but a lot of fun, too. And, then, and it especially works great with Doctor Strange when he gets into the more magical realm. And Scorsese has a kind of a weird uh, style to his work, which works perfectly for that stuff. So if you're looking for a great comic book to read uh, this week, the uh, Clobbering Time number three is definitely worth checking out. One not to check out, and I'm probably going to be ranting about this for a while, is Amazing Spider-Man number 26. So as you know, this is supposedly the big culmination of the events involving why Peter Parker and Mary Jane are broken up again. It's like the, with this stupid villain that no one likes. And on top of everything else, oh, which this has been spoiled weeks ago already by Marvel itself. They decide to kill Miss Marvel in this book of all people. It's like she has no relation to this, and they just kill her in this book. And it's not even, you know it's not even a stick because I know the joke is deaths don't stick in comic books, but her character is about to star in a movie coming out in November in the MCU, and also she's played wonderfully by Kamala Khan. And by the way. I still love that uh, original um, Marvel Limited series. This is a, I thought that was a lot of fun on Disney Plus. One of my favorites, and, come, and the actress who plays Kamala Khan is fantastic. I think he's going to be the scene stealer of the Marvel's movie. But back to the comic, book, why this this story is completely pointless. It goes nowhere. It's like this is insult. It's once again this is an insulting way to keep Peter Parker and Mary Jane apart. And I don't get where they're going with this. It's, it's I, the only excuse I can come up with. I think Marvel is actively wanting to make their flagship comic book, Amazing Spider-Man, the worst one in the stands. That's the only excuse I can come up with. Because it's, it's so bad. It's just insulting. They were wasting such great talent. Zeb Wells, great writer. John Romero Jr., my all-time favorite penciler. And he actually does deliver some good art in this. But this story is just it's bad taste. I mean, what are they? I don't, yeah, yeah. On top of this, let's kill the one Muslim uh, female hero in Marvel. What is go? I don't know what's going on with Marvel, but yeah, avoid that comic book. Pick up Clobbering Time number three, and of course, you want to go back and get an older classic. Check out Torso by uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Mark Andreco, because that is a true classic. <laughs> 